Satan really knows how to push our buttons, doesn't he? Too many Christians are living a double life, hiding their true selves from God because they are afraid he will reject them. That's pretty silly though, right? We can't hide our sins from God. Adam and Eve tried it and it didn't work. But as humans, we sometimes try to run from God when we should be running to him. Just like little children who try to hide their disobedience from their parents. We fear punishment and abandonment, so we try to run and hide from God. But God will never forsake his children. However, Satan, the great accuser, works 24-7 to try to keep us from experiencing the true freedom that we have in Christ. Keep listening if you need to be released from guilt and shame, or if you have been judging others when you should be helping them become free so that they can be free like you. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I am your host, Paula Adams, and today is July 7th, 2023. I like that number, 77. And no, I don't believe in magic. Today we are going to talk about a really, really, really important issue, and that is Christians that are still living in fear of judgment. And so this this is going to be, you know, towards Christians. But I hope that even if you're not a Christian, you will listen because you may have some misconceptions about God and about forgiveness and about sin. And, and there's also a lot of information in here about parental relationships and how those affect our belief in God and how we, um, how we live our lives. So if you don't believe in God, I hope you will just observe and listen and see if maybe you should believe in God. So let's get started. Humans that are not controlled by the love of God are weak and easily tempted into sin. And in our current culture, where children are no longer protected from predators by adults because of just the way our economy is set up, it's very easy to fall into sin from a very young age that, that they don't even, they're not developmentally um, prepared to resist. And then 
they get trapped in this sin. And the older they get, the more shame they feel. And they can't, they don't know who to talk. They can't talk to anyone about it. And what I'm talking about is internet porn. Now, this whole podcast is not going to be on the topic of internet porn, so don't click away. But I wanted to bring this up because it is the type of sin that many people feel so ashamed of that it keeps them from going going to God or a, a trusted Christian friend or anyone. They don't even want to Google it because they're afraid somebody will know. So, I mean, and from what I've been reading... This is so prevalent and common even in within the church that it's a it's truly an ep- epidemic that I think is destroying the church from the inside sim- you know not only because of the sin itself but because there's no way to escape from the sin and that is because it's so taboo that who can they talk to about it? They're afraid of losing their job. They're afraid of losing their their marriage. They're afraid that their parents will be mad at them, that their friends will judge them. But the thing is, they're truly trapped and they need help. And I, I watched an interview with a guy who who got free from that. and And he really did think that he was trapped. So, you know, he was able to get free when he finally did... He was thinking about killing himself, but, you know, he prayed, he finally prayed, and God helped him get free. So I bring that up because um, this this type of sin, whether it's that or something else, you know, secret drug abuse or gambling or, you know, uh, cheating in your business or all the secret things that people do that they hide from other people in their lives and other people have no clue that they're doing these things and they they look on the outside they look normal they look like quote good christian people they have these sins and i just really have compassion for people like that because i i didn't really have any of those types of sins but i still had a, a fear of being rejected by God. And, and it, I didn't even realize that I was living under that burden until it was taken away. So I have compassion for people who are living in fear that God is going to reject them. So that is what this podcast is actually about, is fear of being rejected by God. So it's, you know, the internet porn is just something that can cause that type of fear and you know I'm thankful that I don't have that particular battle because reading about it it just seems so horrible and I really feel sorry for those people um, and and you know and that's just so typical of the devil to take something good that God created which is you know human sexuality and to turn it against us so powerfully that it's literally destroying the world.
it's destroying the world. And it did that even in ancient times when sexual sin was just as bad as it is now, but it was in different ways. You know, they didn't have the internet, obviously, but they still were trapped in that type of sexual idolatry and immorality that separated them from God. And, you know, that was straight from the pits of hell, hell, and it, and it still is today. So let's get back to what I actually was going to say. <laughs> the, the important thing to know is that God is willing and able to forgive your sins. And if you're a Christian, when you ask Jesus to, to you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, he forgave you for all of your sins. Now, yes, the Bible does say that we should continue, continue to pray and confess our sins, even after we have received salvation. But when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all of those sins, even internet porn addiction, even drug addiction, even uh, adultery. He died for all of those sins. And when you believe in Jesus, all of your sins are forgiven. So he, he doesn't stop loving you when you sin day to day. That doesn't mean that you are, you know, purposely living a carefree sin, sin, sinner's life. Because if you are, then you're probably not really forgiven. You know, you probably weren't really saved. However... If, you, if you're trapped in guilt for sin, then it can be hard to know if you were saved and you weren't saved or whatever. So you need to have a, a, do a real soul searching to figure out, did you really ask God to forgive your sins? Did you really admit that you're a sinner and do you really want to be in right relationship with God? Because if you want to be in a right relationship with God, you will not continue to sin daily, the same things over and over, you know, knowing that this is hurting your relationship with God. But still, even then, God will forgive you. He is not, he's not lying when he says that he is merciful and full of grace. And that's what we need to know. I think too many Christians are so, are still very legalistic and they get very specific about, oh, well, you have to do this and this and this and this. But Jesus brought grace and we have to keep running to him like little kids and confessing we messed up again. And he continues to give us grace. So, God is not like a human, especially not like a human parent. So when we talk about God the Father, we need to remember that that is an, a metaphor. He's, he's similar to a father. He's our creator, and he cares about us. But he's not like a human father because human fathers make a lot of mistakes. Sometimes they're really bad and they're abusive. But God is not like that. So we have to separate in our minds that God is different than humans. 
And this is very important because if he is just like us, then we really can't trust him because we really can't trust humans. Humans are gonna let us down. But God is not like that. He won't let you down. And also, I just want to mention that the world was created by God. Humans were created by God. We did not evolve from random processes. We were created by God. And we find our meaning in life when we are when we have a relationship with God. So the reason there is so much existentialism and hopelessness and meaninglessness in God is because people are not connected to their creator. And this is very much due to Charles Darwin and the materialism of the late 1800s. Um... When God says that you are now adopted into his family, he means it. You have now been given all the benefits of having God as your father. That means you in, you have an inheritance in heaven. God is your supernatural, amazing daddy. He won't abuse you, abandon you, take out his own uh, emotions on you, He won't let you down. He won't forget about you. He won't take advantage of you or any of the things that earthly parents sometimes do because they are only human and they are weak, just like me and you. But the problem is when we are children, we often think of our parents as all-powerful, all-knowing, and unfailing. We think of them as gods. But then as we mature, we begin to put them in a more realistic and critical light. And this can be um, really difficult if you don't have a healthy family dynamic. If you have codependency, abuse, um, other things that make your relationship with your parents uh, insecure, then um, finding out that, you know, that you and them are actually separate, which happens when you become more self-aware. And it's a, it's a d- developmental stage that children go through. And when they're really young, they really don't see much difference between them and their parents and and in everything else. It's, a, it's very much like a fantasy. But as you become older and you're more aware of reality, Um, It can be harder to reconcile when your parent says, you know, that they love you, but then they don't consistently treat you like a loving parent. And this this can lead to anxiety and um, just uh, a lot of fear. And some sometimes kids go through a time when they're afraid that their parents are going to die And it it has to do with a a fear, a lack of security and a fear of abandonment. Like who's going to take care of them, you know, if their parent doesn't love them. So sometimes those kids will develop, you know, nightmares. They'll develop, they'll regress in their behavior and other things. And this shows that they're going through this developmental crisis. 
And this can turn out many different ways, but it is the beginning of a development of either a healthy relationship with God or a bad one. And our relationship with God is very much connected to our relationship with our parents and our sense of self. So if our own sense of identity, our self, is very um, weak and based on how others treat us, then it makes it harder to trust other people and we can become people pleasers or we can become angry and cynical. And I've seen, I've seen this in all, just all kinds of people that I've known over the years because I'm a kind of a natural counselor and people tell me their problems. And I see the, the parental relationship reflected in their adult lives. Now, does that mean I'm blaming their parents? No, because their parents also went through that when they were kids. And this cycle is something that only God can break. This, this family curse of fear and bad relationships, God can turn that around. However, children, children have emotions too. And it can be really painful to, to feel like their parents don't love them. And then if they go looking for friends, but they have trouble making friends, then they can feel like no one cares about them. And this, this lack of relationships, of trusting relationships where they feel like they have at least one person that really knows them inside and out and still loves them, it can make them cut themselves off from all relationships, even God. And, you know, they don't understand that God does know everything about them and he does still love them anyway. And that is so key to to faith. Faith is not just believing in Jesus. Faith is believing that God knows everything about you and he wants to forgive your sin and he still loves you. He loves you so much that he wants to forgive your sin. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for your sin. He came down from heaven and died for us. So... You know, I think a lot of people who believe it in their minds, they don't really believe it in their in their hearts. They don't really think about what that means. And the, the Christians that you know that are truly happy, full of joy, peace, and um, are not judgmental of other people, they're full of grace and love and mercy for others, those are the people that get it. Those are the people who understand that God loves them. <laughs> and since they're full of God's love for themselves, they're able to give it to other people. So uh, I don't want to make this too long, so I'm going to skip some of the stuff I wrote in the blog. But if you want to read everything I wrote about this topic, you can go to my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com 
and read the article about um, fear and shame. So I'm going to skip down to the paragraph about run to your daddy is called. If you are still full of shame and guilt, even though you have put your faith in Jesus, or if you are haunted every time you do something wrong, even if it was sort of an accident or you didn't realize it was wrong at the time, but now you do, that means that you don't understand that you can run to your daddy. He still loves you, so he wants you to go to him when you make a mistake. He doesn't want you to be snared by the fear and shame of making mistakes. But this means that you have to trust God. And if you have a trust problem from either your, maybe maybe it wasn't your parents, maybe it was someone, you know, an early relationship that you got hurt by or a friend, a close friend that hurt you. For whatever reason, if you have a trust issue, you have to stop putting that on God. You can trust God. Um, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. As believers, we are no longer under the law. We are under grace, which means that we are forgiven by God's mercy, love, and goodness, not by how good we are or our how well we follow his rules, which I already talked about that earlier, that that doesn't mean that we just keep on sinning. But the point is that God changes us. God takes away that desire to sin when we trust him. Because sin is is often a reaction to fear. So it becomes a vicious cycle. The more afraid we are, the more angry we are, the more we submerge our conscience, the more we sin. And then we're even, we feel even worse. So God is waiting for us to come to him and tell him, we need, I need you, God. I need you to forgive me again. And I need you to help me. You know, and he wants us to live in that condition, that condition of being controlled by his spirit. He wants us to surrender to him daily. He wants us to be to follow him. That means follow him around. That means we're doing what he wants us to do. And that means we pray for his will to be done, which means we stop trying to be um, the boss of our own lives. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Like I said, I wrote a lot more than that. This post was inspired by a podcast that just started playing on my on my podcast. I, I didn't know what it was, and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really interesting. So it's, it's a podcast by a lady named Julie Slattery, and she was being interviewed on a different podcast called The Table, and it's it was all about sexual sin and guilt and how that affects our relationship with God. And I really think this is really important. So go to my podcast or look in the show notes for the link to her website. She has like made a whole like, you know, ministry 
out of helping people with their sexual problems, their sexual sins, their sexual trauma, their marital sexual problems and all that. She's, and she's very biblical. Um, and she does, you know, she does address all facets, you know, like sexual identity and all that. So I, I, you know, I haven't read her books, but I see that she does have quite a few books that look really good. One is called Rethinking Sexuality, God's Design and Why It Matters. Another one is called God, Sex, and Your Marriage. Another one is Sex and the Single Girl. Um, and Passion, Pursuit, What Kind of Love Are You Making? So, you know, she is a psychologist and, you know, this seems to be her focus. So, I don't know. I just, Like I said, I just discovered her today and it inspired me to write about guilt and shame because I just, I, God has been putting that like in front of me a lot, like I'm on the internet and I'm reading Christian websites and I see so many like Christians, like women too, Christian women that are uh, addicted to porn. And, you know, I'm, I'm shocked by that, but I also have compassion for that. So if that's you, I, I hope you'll check out her, her website. But I, even more important, I hope that you will run to your daddy God because he's not mad at you. He wants to help you out of that trap. So if whether you are, you are feeling like no one loves you or you are feeling like um, it's your fault that your parents treated you badly or someone else, a boyfriend, a, you know, broke up with you or a girlfriend, you know, people are going to let us down, but God, God is not going to let you down. So turn to him in your pain, in your heartbreak, he will heal your pain in your heart because that that is the most painful feeling, that feeling of betrayal, that feeling of rejection. It's crushing. It feels like your heart is literally going to break. And I've been through that a few times. You know, I've, I've been through several different relationships in my lifetime that ended. And, you know, it was excruciatingly painful. And not marriages. Thank God I'm still married after 32 years. But, you know, in my younger life, and, and friendships as well, even in my adult life, my married life, I've had friendships that fell apart. And, you know, I get really attached to people. So that was very painful as well. So if you are living in, you know, your heart is broken, stop, stop letting you, that keep you from God and turn to him today. And just know that I'm going to be praying for you. I'm praying for everyone who has listened to this. Dear God, I pray that you will help the people that are listening to this with their shame, their guilt, and their heartache. And that you will free them for joy and trust and, and freedom in you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Bye-bye.